Welcome to the band, though. We trapping out right now. Word. Right now. Right now. Welcome to the bando. Trap, trap, trap. It's, epi it's episode number five. So, how was everybody's week? Great. I have Frosted Flakes. Oh. <laughs> Frosted Flakes. What's I haven't had that cereal in forever. Flakes? Because it's great. That's not a real holiday. Everybody asks me that. Yo, Everybody asks me. Yo, Kwanzaa is not a real holiday. Oh, my bad, my bad. That's our African roots, nigga. Oh. What is wrong with you? No, no, it's not. It was made up in America to make niggas feel like, 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 I go to Africa, they ain't celebrating that shit. They're gonna be like, what the fuck? Like, Kwanzaa. Uh, yeah. But it uh, is a good holiday, it's... I think. We're celebrating it in our house this year. And it's not a, the commercialized version of Christmas that. But this be my so, thought. Why the motherfuckers wait to one month out of the year to be good people? Like, yo, like, yo, niggas be assholes all <laughs> fucking 11 months and then wait and then like, the tis the season to be nice. Like, motherfucker, why don't you be not like, why don't y'all just, uh, like, wait. expand the holiday over the whole year, motherfucker, and just be jolly? Gotta I wait. love Christmas. You ruining it. <laughs> hey, my, my bad. Hell yeah, I'm screwed. Bro, I can't give a jolly fat white dude the credit for daddy doing a hard workout here in these streets. Like, yo, I, I didn't fuck somebody up because I had to stay in here in the game to get you some gifts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm not going to let some jolly fat dude take the credit for that. Like, only for years later for you to look at me like, yo, why did you lie to me? Like, you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I looked at my mom mad funny when I found out. I was like, what the fuck was you doing all this? So you got me like, I could have just ate the milk and cookies. Like, I'd much rather bake them for my damn self than something that don't even exist. Like, I'm, I'm, I, that's just how I'm feeling about it. This cute daughter opening gifts oh, no. on Christmas Day. She's like, yeah. Yeah, look what look what Santa got me. He's like, no, no, I got I you. That. that. was I me, that. baby. That was no, me. I bought that shit. All me. Ain't no Santa. Well, uh, ain't no Santa. All me. All me. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh my god. So wait, so do you celebrate at all, right? Do, no. Like this, do you just like no holidays? No, no holidays. holidays. In no Cuba. holidays. It's a reminder. I think that's what it is for me. It's like. For me, like it's not about the gifts and the, the giving or whatever. It's about the one time a year that my family all already has it planned in their head. Like we're gonna get together around this time, okay. because if not, then sometimes families just they're on their own paths, they're doing their own things, they're like you know going their own lives, and then they don't get together and do the whole family thing. I don't give a fuck what either one of y'all say. I'm keeping Santa Claus. I'm keeping Christmas. All that shit. <laughs> Santa's oh, bringing me gifts. Have you um, ever watched? <laughs> like, do you like do you like Christmas for the religious part of it or just for the like the folklore? I like Christmas because I'm like a little fucking kid. Okay, so the folklore. I want to watch. Like, it was a dude on 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 Facebook on the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Cedric. He'll <laughs> shoot your eye out. Because, uh, exactly. <laughs> because he was, 
He was talking about like 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 how he had to watch Frosty the Snowman and he was upset. I was like, fuck that, man! Frosty the Snowman is the shit. I love Frosty the Snowman. I like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. I like a Christmas story. I like all that shit. Christmas is my shit, G. Fuck that. Hey, hey. Respect, brother. Hey, we're in your program. In this episode, we're gonna give you the facts about the COVID vaccine. Also, we're going to talk about the challenges of homeschooling during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's real. Then we're going to figure out how to identify and protect ourselves from the influence of toxic people. Toxic people. All right. I hope I don't know any of them. <laughs> Unfortunately, we all probably know too many. Yeah. Too many? Yeah. Yeah. One is too many for me. One, hey, you know. Well, and what's toxic to you might not be toxic to somebody else. That's true. It's it's all all how you look at the glass. Perception's a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, thanks for joining us once again. It's the Bando. We trapping out right now. On December 11th, 2020, the USDA... Uh, issued an emergency use authorization for use of the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine in persons aged 16 years and older for the prevention of COVID-19. Vaccination in the initial phase of the vaccination uh, program should be offered to both healthcare personnel and residents of long-term care facilities. Just a few, few quick facts about the vaccine. One, the vaccine is not approved by the FDA. They're allowing it to be administered under what's called emergency use authorization, which is basically a federal law that allows them to use this in an emergency situation. They can approve the drug without it going through all of the normal channels that it would normally have to go through to get approved. The Vaccine is supposed to be given in two doses, three weeks apart. The clinical trials that are that have happened already, they say have included 20,000 people. So 20,000 people have already taken the vaccine. And the vaccine does not contain the virus at all. The vaccine contains a protein that makes you create the spikes on the virus, but we'll get into that. So, now that we have a little more information, are you guys willing to take the vaccine now that you have more information? I don't know yet. I haven't even taken a flu shot, so, I mean, knowing what the video, which we'll post the link, yeah? Yes. So, you guys can go watch it too, but after watching that, it makes me a little bit more like at ease about possibly taking it but at the same time like I don't know I kind of just want to risk like there's more there's a few more questions questions, yeah there's more (laughs) questions that were raised during the video that I was like hmm Mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. about that but so I don't know I'm just gonna take my chances at getting the actual virus and then my body making the antibodies itself well how about you are you gonna take it hell no no? Hell, like, hell to the no. 
Okay. Bro, anytime, anytime you telling me the side effects is worse than what I'm gonna catch, like you telling me people are walking around in the streets that have it and don't realize they have it, then you telling me I'm gonna take a vaccine and get shot up and then be sick for multiple days. Could could it, could be sick. Could, for multiple days. could be sick for multiple days. Could have the shivers. Bro, it sounds like the same exact thing that I'm <laughs> trying to like. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense for me to even take that. Like, I'd rather just play the game of maybe I catch it, maybe I don't. And then I'll worry about a, a virus or a vaccine then. To authorize the vaccine, okay? The advisory committee, which is basically the CDC, they are the ones that make the protocols on how the vaccine is going to be used. Mm, gotcha. So, like, the advisory committee on immunization practices is basically a department of the CDC. And they will meet and decide. So they're the ones that said healthcare workers and people in nursing homes should be the first ones to get it. All right. That, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So now, one of the things it says in the fact sheet, and we all saw the fact sheet, it says it's voluntary, right? Yeah. But, and that your healthcare will not be affected whether you choose to take it or not. Yes. But do you think? That they're going to force some people to take it. Because there's other ways to force you. They can say it's voluntary, but I'll give you an example. They can say it's voluntary, but if you're a nurse at a hospital and they tell you um, you can't come to work if you don't get it, then that's not voluntary. Right. <laughs> right. Well, it's, I mean, it's like children vaccines, like uh, when kids go to school you have to have their they have to have their immunizations before they can go into the building like when they start kindergarten or whatever yeah, true. like so it's kind of the same thing but so that's like, what I'm saying people are going to be they're saying it's voluntary but I think a lot of people are going to be forced to take it I think it's going to be in a lot of places it's going to be mandatory whatever job you do if you're a healthcare worker if you're a government worker if you're somebody whose employer can impose this on you, then you're probably going to end up finding yourself in that position. Like, for somebody like me, yeah. I'm self-employed. So, I don't have to worry about it. But for somebody that punches a 9 to 5 for the government, if they say you can't come to work unless you get the shot, you got to get the shot. Yeah. So, I mean, you could find a lot of people who's going to be in that situation. Yeah. And they can still claim it's voluntary because you don't have to work at that place. No. You know, like it's your choice to be working there. It's your choice to then be following the, you know, policies and procedures and the rules and regulations of that company that you're working for. The vaccine does not contain the virus. And that was one of the things that was that was weird to me to begin with. Because I always yeah. understood that a vaccine was a weakened form of the virus. So yeah. that, that when yeah. I heard that, I was like, okay, that's kind of fishy. That's 100% How you to me tell why me? I haven't taken a flu shot. And, uh, yeah. I don't trust the whole situation with it, bro. <laughs> honestly, it just sounds like, like, honestly, like, it just sounds like they're just telling us anything to, like, everybody's panicking, and it don't sound like you're too quite sure about what will go down, hence all the possibilities to what could happen to me all the way to death. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It seems like you don't even know what's really gonna, truthfully gonna happen. You're just trying to rush something out because you're scared and panicked. I understand that, but that's not a time to just shoot a Hail Mary or throw a you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the time to just throw that one out there. I yeah. mean, I feel like that video that we watched, so we're going to link, is it really did settle my that feeling that you're having because 
they've been working on what they're saying in the videos that they've been working on this kind of virus for a long time like, yeah they mean, the, the guys in the video started working on this virus last summer so yeah. almost a year before the quarantine even started they were working on it and and that is one of the things that the video did for me it helped me to understand just how prepared they were and like she said we'll link that on the facebook page they made the spike they made the receptor and not the whole virus that's how they made it without having to put the virus in it they just replicated the spike so the vaccine is going to make your body produce the spike well and then the vaccine doesn't even have the spike that's not what they're shooting into you they're shooting the like the coding like they're basically downloading a program into our body so that our body can make the spike so that they can then fight it when it knows what it is what if we get exposed to it it's cutting edge technology it, if you're a really nerd you're gonna is. appreciate this shit because it was i thought it was cool when i watched the video it was fucking awesome it was really interesting how they just took one thing and then they did something else and then they're like okay now we have the like we wrote it out for you here's the plans go ahead and you know put the plans into your body and then your body will take care of it don't worry about it but that raises the question for some people will the what is it mrna yeah well will it will it officially change our dna well and for all the conspiracy theorists if it can make your body produce the spikes what else can it make your body produce yeah so i mean i could see that kind of being a concern but honestly for me i would trust the research and trust the science because you trust them with everything else but it's like at I this mean, point <laughs> we are still talking about what was the what was the rate what was the chances most people are walking around with it why are we going so in depth for something that now the the death rate hasn't increased as far as i know so that is still like one percent less than one percent but the way i see it is if you telling me we all get this shot and this shit could be over Ugh. okay stop fucking with me <laughs> you know what i'm saying just 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 yeah. let's do it you know what i'm saying and like i said for us, this is one time when being in the middle class works in our favor because we're gonna be the last motherfuckers to get it. The healthcare workers gotta get it first. The old people in the nursing homes gotta get it first. Then after all those people get it, they're probably gonna force government employees and military people to get it, okay? Then after all of them get it, we'll know, okay? Then it'll be our turn. Then it'll be our turn to get it. They're not gonna, you're not gonna go to the clinic next week and they're gonna be like, yo, you gotta get the the, the do you want to get the coronavirus vaccine? No, they're not going to have it for you for a couple months. Does it's those people that are going to get it first. Isn't so, New Jersey the first Yeah, New Jersey there? just announced, their, their governor just announced that um, on Tuesday they're going to start giving out doses. But they're going to start, they have 76,000 doses for healthcare workers and nursing home residents. Right. So how many healthcare workers, they're not going to have enough to cover that. So that's what I'm saying is, as they give out these rounds of the vaccine, they're not going to have enough to give to everybody. So for all of these fucking weirdos, all of us people <laughs> that are like, oh, I'm not going to take it. Just wait and see. Just wait and see. Wait and see what yeah. happens to the healthcare workers. Wait and see what happens to the old people. Yeah. If they're okay, then, then, then consider it again. That's what I would say. Yeah. Because right now, 
for your regular person, for your average person on the street, it's still a while before they're going to be trying to give it to you. So we'll still get to see what some of the effects are before it gets to us. I think for me, like like I said at the beginning, is I'm probably just going to take my chances and potentially get it or not. <laughs> but that's because to me, I feel like I have, I you might not have the best immune system out there, but I feel like I have a decent enough immune system. Like I have never taken the flu shot and I'm not planning on it because they say, oh, once you take it, you have to take it every year. For me, it's like, bro, I'm still from the era, I guess, like, whenever you hurt yourself, go put a steak on that. Like, it is rare to even go, you know what I'm saying? It's rare to even go see the doctor, so for yeah, something like that, like, for the flu, as you said, like, I'm, I'm not going in and getting a flu shot, so I'm not going to go get in and get a corona shot. Okay. You know what? That's basically the rundown on what's going on with the COVID vaccine. As far as I know, right now, it's been fully approved as far as the emergency use authorization so they can give the vaccine to people 16 years and older. Everybody stay safe. Everybody stay healthy. Wash your hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
the online sessions were going was a challenge. And okay, I agreed with him on that because I know as a parent myself that being there, the time commitment to this to this online schooling we're having to do is is it's huge, especially when you have work and you have other things going on. So, you know, I agreed with him when he was saying that. But he then went on to say that even when they were home, like somebody had to physically be in the room with the kid because if he left the room even for a second, the kid would start playing video games or start doing <laughs> something else. And it was just it, it, it was just like he had to constantly be there and be the teacher. And now, now I could kind of understand that because did he say how old his kid was? That was what I asked him. I said, I said, how old? How old is your kid? Yeah. How old do you think this kid was? Sixteen. Ten. Why the fuck you say that? Huh? Why the fuck you say sixteen? Because that's the perfect age for you to have a wandering uh, thought. You no, that's the perfect age for I'll whoop your ass if you don't you do what the fuck I, I told you, you to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. hell no! But, but, but that's but that's the open but that's the open like age where it's like, hmm. I'm gonna flirt with that line regardless. I'm gonna try to find a way. You you see the parent as the op, and you're trying to beat them. Ooh. And if the teacher was on the screen, and I could hold up a little picture of me, and she think I was still there, <laughs> I'd be ditching to and playing video games like <laughs> straight like that. I mean, truth, like come on, okay. at that, at that okay. age, like like that's where you kind of really start. You know what I mean? Like kind of. Figuring out what yeah, you can get away with. Yeah, yeah. and who you kind of want to be. Like, you got to do a little bad shit to realize that, you know what? I don't want to do bad shit. Like, not that. that far. Or you find, you get what I'm saying? Like, that age, that, 16 as a parent, is where you start I think, that. I think maybe I'm just having a different experience as a parent. Because, honestly, at 16, if my son is sitting in his room, supposed to be on his online session, and I walk in the room and he's doing something other than his online session, Life is gonna be really bad for him that day, and I'm not saying like like I'm like, like I'm gonna beat him up or something like that. I'm probably gonna make him do extra work. I'm probably gonna make him do some push-ups since he got extra time to do other shit. <laughs> but again, it's not gonna be a good experience that he gets. So he's not one, ever gonna want to do something different. One through fifteen, <laughs> that bluff right there is enough to not do it. 16 mm. to 18 right there is where I'm like uh, uh, I, I might get caught you see what I'm saying yeah. I might take that charge because I'm feeling like you start feeling yourself at that age like you kind of be like uh, oh you call me with a hand cookie jar uh, what you gonna do pops like and that's when you gotta kind of like prove that you're not you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. And, uh, for the little age you kind of can like get the bluff in you can kind of be like nah don't do it or this will happen. You want to do extra work? They're like, no, I'm cool. 16 is like, I don't even sound that bad. I don't, See? You know what? I'm going to try it. Bro, <laughs> that starts at 12 with some people. Yeah. Uh, well, I was expecting I the dude to say like five or six. I was expecting an elementary school kid or a top. Because honestly, I got four kids, right? Mm -hmm. Three of them are teenagers. And none of them would do that like all of them would be sitting there doing what they're supposed to do and maybe even maybe i'm just a different type of parent that's because you're their father even maybe even your maybe even. maybe my younger boy <laughs> might <laughs> test me yeah but it would take one time of doing some wall sits and writing a report that would make him be like okay I ain't, i'm not doing that no more 
The only one that I really like, even with ISIS, when my daughter is on her online session, she's six. That's usually she's with me on Mondays. Seven. She's seven. Okay. okay? She's usually with me on Mondays. I usually close that curtain and sit back there and edit my audio for the podcast while she's on her online session. And she will sit there the whole time. The worst thing I have to worry about is every once in a while I'll peek in and tell her, make sure you're paying attention. And like, that's what I'm, I'm not worried about her doing something different. I'm worried about her just sitting there and not paying attention. (laughs) They have to worry about the kid actually not doing like, no, no, I'm sorry. To me, as a parent, you need to, you need to enforce that discipline. Wendy, how old do you think this kid was? I have no idea because my kids are entirely different. They're, my kids are so unique and... Okay, so tell Cole, us about Cole it. is 13 and well, almost 14 and he thinks that he's smarter and that he can go ahead and make his own choices and often he gets onto his classes and leaves his Chromebook and walks away and comes downstairs and gets some food and I, aren't you supposed to be in class? I don't even know his schedule. Aren't you supposed to be in class? I am in class. Like, he, it's not hiding. He doesn't think he's getting... He, he's just entitled. Mm. I am making my own choices. Like, like, like there's no problem. <laughs> okay. There's no problem. I am in class, Mom. Where's your Chromebook? It's on my bed. Oh, you mean upstairs? Like, you're not in class. Oh, I'm logged on, Mom. Like, I'm an idiot. You know? Yeah. So... <laughs> Like, I, I feel like my mom was a strict mom, like, a, <laughs> more than most people's parents was. They looked and was like, whoa, you, uh, yeah. But still, even within that, like, when I hit that age, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm going I'm to take that <laughs> risk kind of situation. But it's also, like it's like the age that you get your driver's license. You have this sense of like, yeah, like I don't have to listen to you anymore because the government said I'm old enough to drive my own <laughs> self around. Yeah, That's what a little Jermaine is right now. Yeah, he's gonna start feeling yourself as a person. Yeah, you like really for a guy. I feel like whenever he like hit his first cutty, yeah. Then you kind of really can't tell him too much. You see what I'm saying? He's <laughs> like, he kind of like, hey. so, 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 so maybe that's your son's problem, Wendy. What? She don't even know what that is. <laughs> hey, hey, and, you no. know? And I, I, I picked up on that when I was listening to the other episodes. Said, I was like, there's a lot of. He said, you guys he, all know this lingo. He basically that I said, is your son a virgin? Yeah. See, see, see. Better be. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't have an extra hair on his body. He said, yet, once so. a boy. Gets his first cutty. Oh, okay. That's his yeah. first piece of pussy. I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, see, okay. Then we uh-huh. we explaining we, we explaining ebonics to Wendy. That's how it works. I'm ashamed that I can't be like that sometimes. But you know what? It's like with this with, with the way things are going now with the pandemic and everybody on the homeschool. How do you think this is actually gonna affect this generation of kids? Like, what do you think we're gonna see in the future from this generation? as a result of them, of a lot of them, just think, doing school at home, especially for the elementary school Bro, kids. they don't know how to play with each other. Yeah, they don't have social <laughs> Social interaction no. is going to yeah, be... Yeah, it's like which all Which was already, like, starting to go downhill anyways, yeah, but everything was online yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah so, so it's kind of like... And now it's more so, yeah. because the only interaction, that's like, my daughter right now, any chance she gets to be around people, she's like jumping at it. Yeah. Because yeah. the only time she interacts with anybody is on Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And around the house, okay, it's her, 
little Jermaine is grown. Yeah. <laughs> so there's nobody to play with. She doesn't have anybody close to her age. So it's like for me as a parent, I've just been trying to find ways to keep her, keep her socialized. So that's why I'm running after Wendy and putting Piper and Isis together and going after Kelly and putting her with the girls over there so that she has at least some Something, interactions. Yeah. But it's like as a parent, we have to make sure that our kids are getting that interaction because yeah. I think that's going to be Art. detrimental to their I think especially yeah. in the younger in the younger ones um, like my little cousin she started kindergarten this year and she has been so excited to start kindergarten for since her older brother started kindergarten three years ago four years ago and uh, what grade is Isis in now? She's in second. Second okay so he's in second now so three years ago when he started kindergarten she was like I get to go too right? And she's like a baby, you know, still like mm-hmm. whatever. But so this year was the year that she finally gets to start kindergarten. And then she gets to start kindergarten online. And she was so disappointed. Just think just think what the teachers have to go through for them. Have to learn mm-hmm. a whole new set of technology mm-hmm. and having to do things in a totally new way. It's just, it's just, I think, just think it's a we're, lot. we're two school years into doing this. And well... I don't think it's Ooh. it's gonna end up having a good effect. Yeah. No, it's already bad for the teachers. I'm looking at right. the, I'm looking at my daughter's teacher right now. She always seems flustered in a rush because she's got to like a whole speech she has to prepare for not just us. You know what I'm saying? She got to run it over and over. You know, it used to be the whole family comes to the school. You know, you have a parent. You know, yeah. they like the whole game just like completely changed for them. And I'm like, damn, that's kind of messed up for the new teachers and everybody that's just like. They first year out thinking they're about to like do school, bro. This ain't school right here. The older well, that ones is- too, though. Like the older teachers that already aren't tech savvy and already right. struggle with yeah. technology. Piper's teacher last year, you know, she's I don't know, it's, she's not like old or anything, but the technology was the biggest problem for her. Right. And that was in the beginning of it. You know, like I'm not super tech savvy. Right. I don't know. I see alerts coming through 12, one o'clock. Like they never stop. Never. I, <laughs> I couldn't do it. No way. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's just another another thing that's added to what they have to do. And right now, like like for me, with the biggest thing I'm noticing, especially with the with the teenagers, they're getting cabin fever because oh, yeah. they still want to go and hang out and be with their friends. Right. And they don't have school because yeah. it's not a real school day. Even if they do the online sessions, most of the most of the time that's done by one. Yeah. So they have a whole day. And there's no extracurricular activities available. Right. So what yeah, are, are on Zoom? Isn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> right. like, That's like there's no sports. There's they, they can't go to the gym. Little Jermaine's been running in the park and hanging out with his girlfriend. Aww. Like, That's not his girlfriend. <laughs> He's got a girlfriend. Does he officially call her his girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, that's so cute. We can't talk about it because he's gonna. Oh. Be, he listens to the show. He's gonna. Oh. He's gonna be on the oh. show. We can't. We can't. We, like that. we can't talk about his girl. He gonna, oh, he sorry, be, he sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, you got yourself a little girlfriend. <laughs> Watching sixth graders do school online and be done by, you know, at the very latest three thirty but they don't start till 9.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning. And all they have to do is log into a, a computer and, you know, be awake 
Yeah. Like, they don't have to get up and, you know, get take a shower, brush their teeth, like, do anything. Literally roll over, turn on your computer, open it up, and you're in class. Like, if that was my experience when I was in high school, middle school, like, I would have been a star student because my worst thing about going to school was, like, going to school. Like, I hated getting up in the morning three hours before school started to get on the bus to get to school to sit around and wait for five hours obviously those times are not correct but you know like it just it felt like forever and then to be in school and not be able to go do anything like you were saying with Cole like he gets up and he goes and makes himself a snack like does whatever he feels like doing because he can like you're not allowed to leave class once you're in there. There's so much stuff like, right now. In, you, you know, like, like, but that's harder for the teacher. How do you? Absolutely, I'm not saying that it's right. Yeah, the screen. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that it's easier for the teacher. I'm saying it would have been personally easier for me as a student. It would have been easier for me to fuck off too. I would have been like, yeah, close this book. I'd be probably start the video game. I hear mom coming up the stairs, cut it off, and maybe pull the laptop up real quick. Chances she might not catch me. She might think I'm still in school. She might not. You know what I mean? She might be like, oh, you was playing video games. And then I'm doing one set. People usually disagree with me because to me, that that, that is a 100% parenting issue. Because, okay, this is what I I do with ISIS. I agree with that completely. 100% I wake her up at 7.30 in the morning. Her class starts at 8.25. I treat it like it's a regular school day. Yeah. Okay? She gets up, takes a shower, brushes her teeth, gets dressed, eats breakfast, sits there. When the online session starts, she's sitting there with her notebook ready to go. Okay? I make sure that that is the routine so that that's what she expects to do. So that that's what she, as soon as she wakes up, she's ready to do that. So I don't have to fight with her every morning to get online. That's why these parents are having to fight with their kids online. Because you didn't get up, you didn't establish the routine. Now, they're waking up and rolling over and logging on on their own. No, they should have had the routine established. You have to give them structure. That's like working. That's having to dip out of the house and leaving. And the kids like, like that's, you preparing your kid and now they're on their free and there's no teacher, there's no, you know what I'm saying? That That's a lot of the now see, that's, situation too. That's hard because as a parent, I can tell you, if, if, if you can't be there or you can't make arrangements for somebody else who you trust to be there, then that's difficult because then you have to be able to trust your kid. But, but hopefully you've trained, you've taught your child from all this other time that they've been going to school that responsibility factor so that you can trust them to do these things. So I have I have experience with two different children that are the same age and one of them was raised by my boyfriend, it's his daughter. She's 11. She gets up on time. She logs in on herself on, you know, on her own, logs into class. She's up to date. She's never she's missed like maybe 3 days of school this whole year and it's only because she was sick like or whatever and she's up to date in all of her classes she got a good progress report all this stuff like she's good because he has instilled in her you get up for school like that's a highly important yeah, thing like that's, the most like, important, that's important i was also reading an article about how the homeschooling that we're doing now might change the whole model for education moving forward we had an, another 
12 year old, same grade, I woke her up, you know, eight o'clock, I woke her up nine o'clock, I woke her up at 9.15, 9.25, 9.30. You are late for class now. I've been waking you up since seven o'clock, you know? Like, she didn't care, but she had also been raised in a completely different environment. So, I think that parenting is highly important, and the, the foundation of what you've done with your kids so far is really, really becoming evident now. Mm-hmm. I, Not everybody think, knows how to do yeah, yeah. that Right. Stuff. No, absolutely. I, and it does come to, like, the child and their internal yeah, drive as well. Like, like there, it's not all on parenting. With kids, but. you can you can set a stage so perfectly. We're talking about kids. When I'm talking about, like, that, that would, like, if you're thinking that clearly now, you're an adult. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, to a certain point. So, when you can set a stage for something to where, okay, well, did I get, put you in a position to excel? Yeah. Or did I put you in a position to not pay attention to me if 10 yeah. if you were having trouble with those four kids like you just because you logged on don't mean you attended class like mm-hmm. there's yeah. like there's still loopholes into this whole was i'm saying that true like so but that shows up in the grades and the, i mean it, no it doesn't because are you listening what they're learning in school like you said school's over in 30 like in an hour anyways two hours so really yeah. you just have to not be a squeaky wheel enough for your teacher not to call on you and with everything that's going on online, you don't, like, they don't have to because yeah. this kid's computer just went down. Like I said, he's calling the teacher on the phone. So you just have to look, your screen has to be there. Yeah. That's it. You're yeah, not really, like, what are they learning? You, and a lot of times in the actual online session, they aren't, they aren't actually doing schoolwork. So like, so like it, the way it works is they do the online sessions where the teacher is giving a lecture or talking about whatever she's going to talk about. And then after that, they have a packet that they have to do online. Mm. So it's broken up. So they'll be online for two hours with the teacher in a video. And then when the video goes off, they have a packet of work. So like like for, for little Jermaine, the one problem I had with him this year was he was not logging on and he was just doing the packets. Oh. <laughs> so he... Okay, all his grades were passing because he did all the work he was supposed yeah. to do. He just never logged in for a single motherfucking session. Yeah, Cole has okay? a question. So then his attendance answer. is yeah. terrible. So, yeah. okay, so his attendance. And, and, and it's yeah. the weirdest thing because it's the way the system works now. The teacher calls me and he, she's like, she's like, your son has has not attended any classes <laughs> this year. Yeah. Okay, so I'm instantly infuriated. I'm right. okay. Yeah. He's dead. Rage like it's over. Oh you said none? She said he hasn't attended any class. I was like, so you telling me he got an F right now. And she was like, no, 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 he's passing everything. Like, and then wait, I, I did what? the we do, huh? What? 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 what are you talking about? How is that even possible? He didn't go to a single class. But he's passing everything. And she was like, because he's doing the online packets, but he's not attending the online sessions. And that's required. My mother made me approach school like it was a job. So like my mother didn't even let me wear like 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 casual clothes to school. My mother made me wear slacks. Oh, you was that guy in school? Is every why do you think I had such a bad attitude when I got home? I don't know. Why do you think I wanted to fight people? No, I don't know. Why do you want to fight people? He used to have them fresh penny loafers with the shine. Wait, you're right? Oh, my God. Yes. I would have I would have slacks and goddamn Bill Cosby sweaters. Oh, my God. Time. Okay. 
okay? Or, or, or button-down shirts, collared shirts. My mother made me dress like I was going to work. So I'm trying to instill the same thing in my kids. You treat it like like you, you ain't. It's like it's like I was talking to another parent one time who was talking about how it was so hard to keep their kid on time for school. And I said to them, I said, how many times have you been late for work? None. How many times have you missed work because of a stupid excuse? None. Okay, so then why does it make sense that your kid is late every day and your kid is missing days because of stupid shit? Like, you should instill that same thing. They should have that same, that same drive is what they're going to need. Because to me, school, when you become an adult, is replaced with work, yeah, you don't have to get up and go to work every day, just like you had to get up and go to school. So if you start those patterns when they're young, like I guarantee you, you look at most people who can't hold a job, I guarantee you they, they was probably late to school every day. Like I yeah. can look at people that I knew that went that I went to school with who were always late or always yeah. missing assignments, it, and it's the same when they get out into the workforce. It's the same, it's you're, you're, the work ethic you have when you're a kid is the same work ethic you're gonna have when you're an adult. If you're lazy when you're a kid, you're gonna be lazy when you're an adult. I think it's. I think honestly, it's because the consequences are different. If you're late to class, the teacher's gonna scold you, or you might get a mark on your but that's attendance how I, or whatever. But that's how I approach work. Like yeah, when we're talking you, like nine to five, I, t- I approach it the same as a teacher, like a like a boss or somebody that feels like, bro, miss me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The same way I tell a teacher, like yeah, okay, whatever. I, the same way I tell anybody's boss, like. Yeah. Or you see what I'm saying? How, but the uh, but the consequence is that you could ultimately end up getting fired and then not have that paycheck anymore. Which I mean, I guess is like, if you don't care that much about your job, then it's like whatever. Not saying that you do or don't, but it's like, to me, the con- an affirmative statement. Yeah. I don't. I'll tell you. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't give a fuck about. No, I don't give a fuck about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't give a fuck about no job enough, enough to like. Yeah, yeah. He is the example. Yeah, I'm the example. But that's just that's just how I feel about. During the pandemic, obviously, we as parents are gonna have to do more for our children, and it's we definitely need to hold them accountable. But we need to also hold ourselves accountable and we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard. I yeah. think if anything, this homeschooling is exposing the most. It's exposing how much we need to be parents more to our children. Yeah. It's showing how much we were expecting school to do for us and how much we were not doing for ourselves. Wow. Yeah. toxic person? Um, I think a toxic person is someone who thrives on negativity, someone who maybe is just, um, I don't know, was, was raised in a way or is almost finds comfort in Bringing people down, um, in... Causing other people discomfort? Yes. Uh, be, making passive-aggressive statements um, because of their own insecurity. Um, really just like this this overall negative energy in most of what they do. In the hip-hop Whether world, it's, we call that a hater. Yeah. Essentially, you're talking about haters? 
yeah. it's a toxic person. Whether like, it's direct or yeah, make a joke at it, like you it's know, like, yeah. yeah, just all that. Like you, like bro, why you doing intertwined hater, right? in in, toxic, in you know, small you know, actions they might do. Like maybe they do something in the break room that they know is going to piss somebody off. You know, just yep. to do it because mm-hmm. they thrive on that and. Yeah. and get energy from it or something I'm to pay, purposely make someone mad you know yep. what I mean with no real intent for the re- for the reason because hurt like people it. hurt people or, yeah yep. just to mess with people see I was reading this article by this lady Janet Brito she's a PhD and it's about signs a person with toxic qualities is manipulating you and what to do yep. about it mm. and I just took some of the things that she said from the effects toxic people and one of the things that she says in the article about what makes up a toxic person is they're master manipulators so toxic people are generally people who are always trying to manipulate you and generally they're going to be people who make you feel like energy drained for me the path of learning about toxic people has been a thing because I was one of those people who I always felt like I'm mentally strong and I'm very independent. I'm a natural leader in any situation I found myself in. I find myself in a leadership role. And I didn't think that outside influences could affect me negatively in that way until I was in a situation where I was forced to look at my actions and I realized I had been totally under the influence of a toxic person and their toxic energy was affecting me Mm. and it was something where it's something you couldn't recognize because I've been around people who obviously they're toxic and when it's blatant you can tell and you know to stay away from it but it's the people in your life who you don't realize are toxic because it could be a close friend like somebody who you're cool with but if you think about it and you've never had a positive conversation with a person, that's a toxic person. Like everybody has that one friend who every time you talk to them, they're complaining about something. They're taking their problems, their stress, and they're giving it to you. Yeah. That's a toxic person. Because that person is always going to be unhappy and they're always going to share that unhappiness with you. And it's an energy thing. That's not to say that you're not allowed to you know express your feelings or your emotions even if they are negative to a friend but if that's the only thing that you can do that's the only way you can communicate then that's that's where the line i feel like is drawn yeah because if you don't have an outlet like you can be a not toxic person and and still vent to your close friends or family about you know negative situations that are in your life but you have to be able to balance it right exactly and that's having a conversation and having a a, um like a support system that can help you through your tough times right but if that is the only interaction that you ever have and everything is always a problem and and you use that to manipulate other people to do things for you or to get things out of them have you had to like cut off anybody who was like toxic to you to move forward in your life at any point? I was close. I mean, there's I, I, I struggle with that because of other things that I feel very strongly about. I mean, I'm sure Jermaine and Alicia, you've both heard me say, love them anyway, love them anyway, love them anyway. You know, but 
There's but you can time. love them from afar without having their toxicity yes. influence your life. But I don't, ex- I don't, I don't accept. Like I, I'm thinking of one particular situation right now where they can be toxic all they want. They can t- try to manipulate everything around me, including me directly. I'm not going to accept it. It's not going to affect me, and I'm going to be a good human. It doesn't mean I'm going to be a doormat. It doesn't mean I'm going to go out of my way to kiss somebody's ass. But I'm going to love them anyway. And I'm going to inconvenience myself if they need help. Because I believe that is so vital in our world as individuals. Like, I think that more people need to do that. Um, I totally disagree. I have to be honest, okay? Once upon a time, I 100% disagreed with that. Wendy has helped me see that there is wisdom in that. And Q is looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? I know. No, 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 no. People look at me like that all the time. <laughs> my, my, thought, my thought is like, actually, I, I, I feel like, yeah, I, maybe I've known some toxic people. Maybe I still deal with toxic people to this day. But what, how it is for me is like, I be so wrapped up in my world and in the moment that like, like, I lose track of everybody anyways. You see what I'm saying? Because I be so wrapped in with me. So like, it's like, Oh, well, my bad if I didn't even talk to you in weeks anyways. It's not because you was toxic. It's not because you was anything. It was because I was focusing on me. Because I was, you see what I'm saying? I'm so, like, in my world that I I'm, I feel like I miss it to the point. Yeah, I get around the person. I'm, I'm so guarded my energy, should I say. Like, of who I even spend my, you know what I mean? To the point that I'm, like, so already on battery charge when I come around these people that you don't, you know what I'm saying? Even, like, in a, in a, in a work environment, well, you're, you're around them all day, every day. You're you still feel like you're in your own bubble, and you yeah, might not but, pick up on that I going mean, on around you every day, or yeah, because even in when I'm when I'm going into work, like when I when I go into work right now, I I have bigger plans. I got so much going on in my life, and just so much that I'm focused on that I really don't really have time to notice, like. Some, I notice people do a lot of things to kind of mess with me, and I kind of just laugh at it and just kind of keep it going. That's, that, that's one thing you always got to do is protect your energy. For me, I've learned that for me to protect my energy, I just kind of withdraw to myself kind of like you. I just get so wrapped up in what I'm doing that, I don't, that nothing anybody else can do can affect me because I'm on my path. And... Nothing is gonna derail me from where I'm headed. So yeah, for this anything target. that anybody else does is whatever. It's I, pointless. I, I've also learned from like self help books and stuff just to not take most things personal. A lot of times people do things, and it's not it's not you, it's them. Yeah. It's, it's it's because of how they're feeling or something they're dealing with inside. So it's just. To be able to step back and have a level of understanding, that, that, that to me is what I've learned the most to protect myself. And I have to say, I have cut off a lot of people. Right. <laughs> I've, cut off, I've cut a lot of people out of my life who just were not, who I, who I felt were toxic people, who I felt were people who weren't going to do anything except for bring me down. And to me, what it comes down to is why even have that around me? Why even have somebody around me that's that's always going to be negative? That's always going to tear down whatever effort I'm trying. So that means 
even if I do take two steps forward, I got a weight on my back. I could be moving much faster without. So for me, I just learned to kind of shed that baggage and protect myself with focus. I think that's yeah. something that, for me anyway, I mean, you and I have talked about that a little bit. As I've gotten older, you know, of course, I have more things going on with my kids and whatever. But as I've gotten older, I've been able to recognize even more. Like, I don't, I don't need that friendship. I don't need that relationship in my life. When I do have time or when I choose to make the time to spend it with whoever, it's going to be somebody that that hopefully, you know, we can learn from each other and help help each other. Like, I don't need any of that in my life. There's no point to it. I'm old enough to know better now. Somebody was talking to me about positive and negative people one time, and they were saying that people who live in the middle, like, at a, like think of, like, a, a, a scale. Like, you can be, like, a plus five or a negative five. And if you live in the middle, you're easily swayed by whoever's around you. And my life has always been right in the middle. Like, if I'm around really negative people, I tend to be, like, a little bit more positive than, the, than them, but I fall into their negativity really easily. If I'm around really positive people, I tend to seem like a negative person because I'm trying to balance them out. You know, I try to, you know, if you're, like, overly excited about, bit. not not bring them just, down, but, like, if somebody's like, oh, my God, I have this great, like, business venture, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to be like, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? And then they're like, why are you being negative? I'm like, I'm not. I'm just pointing out things, like, pointing out holes in your, like, in your idea because you haven't thought it all the way through. But to some people, that seems negative and seems like I'm trying to bring you down. I'm not. I'm trying to raise you up by giving you the tools that you aren't seeing the whole picture, but right? That's but, a yeah, of, but that's a matter that of being able yeah. to remove your ego yeah, right. from here. a situation because you have to be able to recognize the difference between a person who's trying to take from you and a person who's right. trying to give to you. Right, absolutely. And that's what that comes down to yeah. is whenever you have an interaction with somebody, it's like, it's like what did you get from that interaction? Yeah. Or when somebody's saying something to you and you feel the need to be offended by it. Whenever I feel like somebody's saying something that's offensive to me, I think, why are they saying this? What is their intention? Mm -hmm. But you'll never know that. And also, Yes, but, but as a person, you're interacting with another person, you have to try to gauge that for yourself. So to me, I'm gonna look at you and I'm gonna say, what is your intent behind what you're saying? If I feel like what you're saying to me, you don't intend to be harmful, then I'm going to try to understand. Right. If I feel like what you're saying to me, your intention is to just try to drag me down, yeah. then I'm just going to disregard you. Yeah. But there's no level where I'm going to interact with you on a negative way. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm either going to I'm either going to not interact with you or I'm going to try to absorb what you're saying and learn from it. Yeah. At no point will I let my ego put pride in my way and be mad at you because you tried to give me advice because then that's interacting with you. But that takes that takes somebody like I said, like with Q is like that takes a strong that that's a strong person to be in that mind frame already, where a lot of people aren't. Every single person who's created history or you see what I'm saying has yeah. been told by the people at the time that they are crazy. Right. Yeah. That this will not work or this yeah. will not be the thing. So the chances are 
you don't want people to be like, yeah, I see your idea. You see what I'm right, saying? Right, exactly. So, so, so yeah, yeah, so that would just be in you. Under, you, know, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like, so, and being around yes people all the time, like, doesn't... No. It, like, you were talking about the rappers, and, you know, you have yeah, your homeboys in the yeah. studio that are just like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you cool. Like, have you have to have some, a little bit of honesty, which might come out negatively in your life in order to keep you balanced. And, like, but honesty should never be seen as negative. It then, shouldn't be then, seen then, as then negative. Then you're already a negative. Right. You said I'm saying right. you at a negative point because you're looking at honesty like Respect. negative. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's just, yeah. that's just something. That's just something that comes and out. And I guess like, the, I'm like, just being honest. No, yeah. that's not an excuse. That's never okay in my opinion. Yeah, so no, like, yeah. like, but that's just be something that's already a given. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Honesty with it. I, mean, I guess not the, with I guess the, the whole, way I say negative is like something that you're not wanting to hear, like. You know, if I tell you, Q, like, I don't like your shoes, they don't match your shirt, like, some people might say that's a not a nice statement. The positive person's reaction is going to be like, well, I like the shoes, and they're going right. to Right, and I don't care. I don't care. They, you, you know, know what I'm saying? Whatever. Or whatever the situation be, because that's what's going to give you the energy off of them, because you're going to be yeah. like, damn, no matter how I try to derail them <laughs> and with my negativity. When I get into a, like, a feeling of, um anger or whatever he said i always take five minutes to myself and say what fear is being triggered by this interaction because chances are by you telling me that again i'm going to use the shoe thing you telling me that my shoes don't match my shirt my fear of you know looking sloppy is actually what's being triggered not your comment about my shoes or my fear of not looking like I have money, or whatever the fear is that that person is experiencing. But toxic people, right, but toxic people find those things in other people and then exploit them, you know, to manipulate you. Right, to manipulate you into doing things the way that they want you to do them. I believe that there is a big piece of our purpose, of each person's purpose, in how we affect other people. So when I'm around a toxic person who is relentless with trying to hurt me, bring me down, whatever, ruin my name, whatever it is, I feel like there is so much I can learn from this situation. If I remain true to who I am and what I believe in my core and continue to treat that person with respect and feel good about my intentions and my actions. If they get anything out of our interactions, awesome. That is what I hope to have with everybody that I come in contact with, some sort of positive effect. And I also know from two particular situations in my life recently, when I did, even though it was so hard, I didn't want to love them anyway. I did, what I got out of those situations was huge. Yeah. Like a toxic person to me, I'm sorry, is uh, like I said, is a hater. So with, within right. within yeah. that, that means their own insecurities they yeah. try to right. fuss off on you. So chances are, if you are being attacked by a toxic person, you could just look at them and see yeah. their yep. insecurity showing. Exactly. Yeah. So, so obvious. So yeah. within that, you see what I'm saying? You will like the same. You'll never be criticized by someone doing more than you because they understand what it takes to go further than you. You are only criticized by someone who's doing less than you. Same thing with a toxic.
I had a really long conversation with a good friend of mine named Wendy, mm-hmm. and I realized that the give, 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 and the take, 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 I could say, yeah, this person was wrong for taking all that I gave, but at the same time, why did I give? Why did I keep giving? Right. Why was it necessary for me to keep giving? There's something inside me yeah. right. that that is not that functioning correctly. What is it You're in me that made me feel like feel like I needed this person? No matter how much they right. took from me, no matter how bad they made me feel, yeah. I still felt like I needed to keep giving to them and building them up. And at, in the end, you drain yourself but if you're honest in the end, you will learn from yourself and about right. yourself right. because you'll realize, yeah, that person's toxic and they were wrong, but at the same time, for me, I'm a receptor for that toxic behavior. Right. And it's important to identify that because that's why we're talking about it now. Exactly. So that we can learn to protect ourselves from and it. And you right. can't buy that. And that's the world that I'm in right now is learning those, like how to build those boundaries because I am a natural giver. Like I will give at any But then now, now you can. might be a giver to the point that you're toxic too. You get what right. I'm saying? Because you're toxic and yeah. you're giving yeah. Yeah. can be toxic because right. you have to just keep giving. So uh, he just kept taking. One person might be toxic to one person, but they're not toxic to everybody all the time. That's like, true. Because maybe their level of toxic and this person's level of toxic just make for the most beautiful toxic relationship. <laughs> it always takes two. So always, it yeah. can never be just, oh, that person was toxic and that's why everything was bad. It's, it's that angry. person was toxic and they were in my life and all this toxic shit happened. So you can't walk away and say I'm not toxic too, right? Yeah, because it's like super tangible. Like yeah, that's, that's, well, yeah, and that's why that's why I was saying earlier. But it's um, healthy. It's functional, right? But again, I have. If it's functional, it, it might be healthy. Well, see, is functional always healthy? I don't know. Because no. because okay, and here's the thing: I know some very 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 toxic couples, and does that make it healthy because they stay together? And hell no. No, no, no. it's it's. Because, okay, I know a couple. Wait, Ooh. it does make it healthy because they're feeding something. Like I said, bro, like, no matter how many years that you stayed in a toxic relationship, now you want to say that you woke up, but now that's because you have a mood change now. Your battery switched or whatever you want. Now because you're on you're something drained. new. I mean, you can call you it drained. You can call it, point, yeah, yeah, but you had, but you had to drain yourself yeah. to refill yourself up to with something your new level. to yourself. Your so you yeah. still must admit to yourself that yeah. your ass is toxic. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So it's... Uh, is it toxic or is it just... But that's the point, because sometimes in those situations, both people are toxic and they need to part from each other to not be toxic. So, like I was saying, I know a couple where they literally fight over everything. Everything is a problem. They don't trust each other. They're in each other's phones. You know what I'm saying? What a dream. No matter what it is. Now, we could look at them and say, okay, they've been together for years. And they're probably not ever going to break up. Or if they do, it'll be some extreme event. Now, why is that necessary? They could they could improve each other's lives by splitting up right now. But they're going to stay together and make each other miserable. 
fine. If if it was just them and they want to be in that relationship and that's what they call happy, mm-hmm. who is anybody else to judge? Right. Until they have children. And those children become little toxic motherfuckers playing with your kids. Because that's the role models that they have is that mom because, and dad fight every day about that's, every single thing. Because that's the but, parent. That's all because you know. these are people who are pumping more toxic people out into the world, which means I mean, I mean, but the way that the system's set up, like the the whole game is rigged to make toxic people at that at that point. What makes a person who's in a situation like that believe that there's nothing better? Believe that this is what life has to know. be. But it's never not, but heard it's, or seen. But like I said, there's still a, a need being met. Like just like a junkie's not done. We talked about this right. previously. A junkie's not done doing junk until he decides he's yep. done. A toxic person or who someone's being around a toxic person is not done being around a toxic person until they decide they're done. So no matter how you make them aware of what they're going through, chances are most of the time people are aware they're in toxic relationships and are with the shits. Like they enjoy that and then they might be like, I moved off the bad girls club scene of my life now and now I'm moved on and I'm on this now so now I have a functional healthy and then some people like I want to stay in this rut forever I like the drama and they like the things I mean whether they have a kid or whether they don't like that's people's life choice to live in type situation to the point that you know we know we all know a lot of people who's happily like hey they they fight every every day or whatever and they still in the next morning bro they probably gonna outlast these two who's the most perfect couple and they get along and never fight so how does that because there's a need being met and that's all you are supposed to have in a relationship is one other person feeds the need now when that person no longer feeds your need that you feed the other one then you should move on and get a different relationship is it okay to call that person toxic because well they did this 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 now you're just somebody eating on an hour okay that's that's a clear difference between you know a relationship that just didn't work out and two people who are literally just dragging each other down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's like, that's like, he cheated. She took him back. She cheated. He took her back. They they cheat on each other. You 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 don't have you don't have a relationship. You're staying together for superficial reasons. You're staying together because of fear. You're staying together because of pride. You're staying together because you're afraid of being alone. You're staying together because you're afraid of what your family's going to say. Because you were supposed to be with this person forever. You're afraid of all of these other things. And you're not thinking about your life. You're not thinking about, you're not thinking about your personal well-being. You're thinking about all these superficial things. How society's going to see it. How this other person who's toxic to you is going to view but, you. But what you decide to see is the reality that you live in. And the reality uh-huh. that you live in and you want to live in is what you decide to see. That's so true. So therefore, you're not going to wake someone up <laughs> until no. they want to wake up. You're not going to get someone to stop because that's the reality. Yeah, you, you can drop them off every day. But until I'll be like, hey. So you said, but that's saying? like then. Why do we do AA? Why do we do NA? Why do we do for the people why do we who decide example. that they have? Why do we do yeah. any kind of? Th- why do we do any kind of therapy for people who? It's because sometimes what happens to a person is it's like it's it's like she was saying. Alicia was saying she was in a bunch of bad relationships with people who were toxic, right? Right. Okay. A person who's in a bunch of bad relationships learns toxic behavior and then goes into a relationship and brings it that's not something they did intentionally 
is something that they're mimicking from every relationship that they've ever been in. This is what they're used to. It's like, it's like for me, okay, as, as uh, I consider myself a normal dude, I wouldn't say I'm any better or worse than any other, okay. right? Okay. I'll meet a girl sometimes, and the things she's worried about are things that don't even make sense to me, okay? Because of relationships she's been in in the past. Right. You know what I'm saying? True. Or assumptions that people make are based on experiences that they've had. So sometimes a toxic person is a person who was created by the situations they've been in. And they have that belief because they've never seen difference. If you're talking to if you're talking to a white girl from Vancouver who's only dated black dudes who wanted to pimp her or live on her couch and take money from her, then what do you expect her to think? What do you expect her mentality to be going into a relationship with the next black dude she meets? You see, it's a process where you have to learn to decompress your brain. You have to learn to, like, you can change your thinking. That was the point of me asking the question, have we ever been, have, has any of you ever been toxic? Because all of us admitted that at some point or another, we've been toxic and we made the choice to change. Yeah. So what was it in your brain that clicked? Was there a moment? Was it a gradual process? Did it just happen one day? Like for me, it was an extremely gradual process. I would say it took a total of about five years for me to go from not being toxic, for, for me to go from being toxic to not being toxic because I had to learn all the lessons along the way because every relationship, everybody I had ever been with, it was a toxic relationship. And I realized that even though I didn't believe I was a toxic person, I was just because of what I had learned from these relationships. So I go into a new relationship acting like it's one of my old ones. That's something that it took a long time, a lot of discussions with Amy and other people that I trust to figure out where I, where I stood and what I was doing wrong. Not everybody does that. And that's the whole point is like, um, if, you, if you know who Charlemagne the God is, he's always a big advocate for therapy. Yeah. And I think that's essentially what I'm saying is Everybody needs, at some point, some kind of therapy. I'm not saying you need to pay to sit down and talk to somebody. I'm not saying you need to go get a, a mental therapist, even if it's just a really good friend. You need to have somebody who you can tell the truth, and they will tell you the truth back, yeah. no matter what. Because that is the most non-toxic relationship you can have. And the more people around you like that you have the less toxic your life in general will be. And if anything could come from this segment, then I would like anybody who's listening to realize that changing your mind is about changing the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. So you can tell somebody, you know, they can tell you, oh, this is my experience right now, this is what I'm dealing with, blah, 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 blah. You can tell them, you know, that sounds like a pretty toxic situation. You should probably, like you know, think about some other options. If they choose to not do it, then that's their choice and, you know, that's on them. Like, it is all like of none us. of us just went from A to Z. Right. Like, exactly. all, but, but like, dropping somebody off at rehab doesn't mean they're going to get clean. They're not ready. They don't want it. Right. They don't have all the pieces yet. Like, yeah. and nobody else can judge how many pieces yeah, yeah. or like, whatever. Like, whatever that's individual. Besides, like, when you go from a normal person to being toxic right. because the environment is set 
you choose what you go into. You choose yeah. what you embrace. So at that point, is it toxic? A lot of a lot of words like nowadays are taking the blame off oneself and putting it on another party. Yeah. That's where I feel that it leans to. Like yeah. at That's the end of the day, it's yeah. like. And what can you do about it? What yeah, all, it's like, what can I yeah, do about it's like, this thing? Oh, like, because now you know. Me too. Like I, I had someone talk to to me too because you know, like so that's the reason why I'm not. That's the reason why nothing worked out with me because toxic. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what it seems like. You see what I'm saying? The bell out at the end of the day, anything it's that you yeah. yeah, it's like, like nothing should relieve the personal responsibility on that you have on right. yourself to to treat like I said your energy to guard it. If you chose right. to let it be drained, then you were obviously enjoying. You were getting something in return for it to drain. You see what I'm saying? Now yeah. you never maybe intended to go that low and right. you looked up and was like, where'd it go? But in the return, you should blame yourself because you should have took yourself out of the draining situation. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Every form, like, we should, I feel at the end, you want to return it back and just look at yourself. And you know what I mean? Because yeah, see, that's the you, only you, person you. that you have control over. You're born into this world right. with and then, you know, you're going to end and die. Everybody, like, with social media and everything, we always find a way to blame a group of people uh you see what i'm yeah. saying mm-hmm. versus just taking the blame and practicing what we want to do in oh, our in ourselves right yeah. it's like okay during the time when i consider that i would consider myself to have been a toxic person you know i was in the streets yeah the energy around you in the, the energy streets around me was the same energy was always to do something negative was which the means same toxic which means i mean i, I rose with this with this dude he yeah. was he was a teenager and I was a grown ass man. <laughs> and I made him do some shit. <laughs> Maybe. I was with you. Exactly. Yeah. Hey. But, 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 yeah. but my choice, because I chose his toxicness was equal yeah. with my toxicness. We was feeding with each other. But okay, if I was sitting with another with, with another little dude who I fucked with at that time who was like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about, I would have been on him like, you're a pussy, son. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna do this. But and, and that's where the toxicness come in, because the people that want to roll with you. They down with being toxic with you. Yeah, They're toxic they, too. They toxic. We the motherfucker that's sitting there that I'm putting that toxic pressure on, so you don't want to do this. So that makes you not a man. That makes you right. not hard if you don't want to roll with me. Yeah. That's where I was toxic. Was Just because a slight touch back on him. Toxic masculinity. Exactly. I would put that on you. But it's a process. It, 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 it's a walkthrough that I had yeah. to learn to realize. But you know, he was feeding my energy for me being around him. I right. was toxic, just as toxic with him. Sure. But. It wasn't that, you see what I'm saying? It was my choice to be toxic with him. Like, I could have been like, hey, man, I don't like this environment. I'm going to get out of here. There was a certain person who I told when I first decided to become a massage therapist. And you know what I was before a massage therapist. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so when I told this person that I was going to become a massage therapist and I was going to do something different with my life, they looked at me and told me that there was no way that I was ever going to even finish the school for it. And even if I did, nobody would ever let me give them a massage with my background. That was told to me by someone who, at the time, I loved. Okay? Now, obviously, that person was wrong <laughs> because, right. because look where I'm at now. But... At that time, in that environment, if I was the kind of person who was who was like you said, like like zero, and, yeah. I, and, and I'm affected by another person's energy, that would have destroyed everything. Yeah. And I would have never been a massage therapist. I would never be where I'm at right now. But 
for me, I've always had that mindset where you're not going to tell me what I can't do. And telling me I can't do something is the best way to make me prove right. you wrong. Right. So for me, when I was told that, it ma it gave me more of a drive to want to succeed. But do you think a, that you told that person knowing that that was going to be your response because you wanted that internal motivation? No, because at that time, I didn't understand what a toxic person was or anything like that. So mm -hmm. to me, I was telling that person that because, okay, this person was, was my significant other. Yeah. This person was my girlfriend at the time. A person who I thought would one day be my wife. A person who I thought that I could tell this and they would be happy because this was something that would be for both of us. Right. And they totally tore me down and made it seem like what I was talking about was totally unrealistic and stupid. Mm. And people like that I had to learn are people that needed to be cut from my life. Yeah. Because everybody who didn't believe that I could be where I'm at, I don't talk to anyone. Because I don't, I don't need people who are always going to doubt what I'm doing or try to hold me back. If you want to give me constructive criticism and tell me more effective ways to do what I'm doing, I'll take that. Yeah. But if you're going to tell me that I can't do it because of my past. I like that. Go ahead and tell me when I'm not going to do what I can't do, etc. Because <laughs> as I do it, I like to skip past you later or later on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And tell you, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah, I did it. Well, da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, but uh, you got to protect your energy. Me, I get to my to myself, and I get lost in doing what charges my batteries. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm taking away, but when I get around people, I tend to think that I'm charging you because I'm only giving you positive thoughts. And okay. You know what I mean? And positive vibes. I don't. I could care less to take from you. We, we could talk a lot about toxic people, and I know... Everybody has dealt with a toxic situation or a toxic person. My hope is that everybody learns, everybody grows, everybody becomes a better person. I'm all about personal development. We're going to get on up out of here. It's been fun once again. Episode 5. Thank you, Wendy. For stopping by and hanging out with us. Swear. She's the real star today. And I bet you by now Q loves her too. <laughs> like Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. There we go. <laughs> there we go. There's Wendy. There we go. You know what, Wendy? You're not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> Keep listening. Thank you for tuning in again. We'll have another great show for you next week. Um, don't forget... Listen to the Bando. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Radio Breaker and a couple other platforms. So listening is easy. Keep up with us. But um, obviously you guys have found us at some point because you wouldn't be hearing this if you hadn't. Yeah, obviously. But <laughs> just tell your friends too. Yeah, tap in. <laughs> it's the Bando. Peace trap, out. Trap, trap, trap. Bye.